The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. So, Bubba, uh, I'm going to warn people right out of the chute. We're going to start with a little math. Now, don't turn me off, people. <laughs> All right. Because don't you say that that's sometimes a trigger point? Is this going to be easy math, or do oh, I yeah. need to get my yeah, calculator? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We're, we're going to do, like, fifth grade math. Okay. Mean, median, mode. Mm-hmm. We've done this before, but I need to review it because we got some statistics mm-hmm. to look at today. All right, so the mean is basically your average. Right. All right, so let's just say you had 10 or 15 numbers put together, you added them all up, and you divided by the 10 or 15 you know, numbers you had, and you get an average. That's the mean. Let, let's use three numbers, okay? okay? 50, right. 100, and 150. All right, so if you add that up, that's 300, right? Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And you divide it by three, the yep. number of numbers you had, and the mean, the average is? 100. 100. Yep. All right, so that's your mean, mm-hmm. 100. All right, median is the number in the list that's just in the middle. Right. Okay, so you had 50, 100, and 150, and in this case, the median... Mm, Median number is... Actually, it was 100 also. Right. But Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not, because if Mm -hmm. you'd had, you know, like 80 thrown in there, then Mm -hmm. 80 would have been your middle number, but it's not Mm -hmm. necessarily the average. Right. So the middle number is the median. The mean, the average, is the average of all those numbers. Mm-hmm. Okay, and mode is the one in the list that occurs the most. Right. So if you, because you know, if you had a list of fifty numbers, there's, you know, thirteen might be in there four times. Mm-hmm. So that that would be your mode. All right. So mean, median, mode. We're not going to talk much about mode today. We're not going to talk a whole lot about median. We're going to talk about the mean or the average of a lot of numbers. Um, and I, I wanted to review mean, median, and mode with people, first of all, that so they ha- have that quick math review, and they can show up at work today, and they can you know, uh, wow people mm-hmm. with how much they remembered mm-hmm. from fifth or sixth grade math, and they didn't because you and I helped them cheat this right. morning. But on the other hand, sometimes it's okay to remember some things, you know, pull it from way back in your brain. Mm-hmm. That yep. reptilian brain, it probably stuck back in there and, somewhere. And is it really cheating? I mean, I heard at a, uh, I think it was about an uh, 11-year-old girl's softball game one time, mm-hmm. this lady yelling at the umpire saying, you know, if you can't beat them, cheat them. <laughs> a mom said that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> That's the way these games go. Uh, oh yeah, I tell you what, uh, yeah. there's some mean people. Kind of worked out, up, yeah. especially when mamas or grandmamas yeah. are involved, mm-hmm. right? And so, uh, and grand granddads can do that too, mm-hmm. and can be um, that way too. So I don't want any hate mail from the females out there listening to us. Um, so let's talk about retirement savings in America. Mm-hmm. All right, there's a new um, survey that came out couple days ago from the Retail Retirement Reference Guide. 
dot com. All right, and so basically they're telling us uh, what's Is, happening. Do they call that the uh, triple RG or or yes yeah, R R G? Yeah, that's right. So uh, they're telling us how many people are retired, how many people retired during the pandemic, how many people mm-hmm. we can anticipate retiring, how much money these people have saved up, what the mean, the median, and the mode of the uh, amounts are, and, and I think it's kind of telling about us and about Americans. Now, before I get into that, and before we, you know, three or four or five minutes here before we hit the next break, I want to um, clear something up. By the end of this show, we're probably going to have talked about the famous haves and have-nots mm-hmm. among us. Okay? Yeah. Now, you've heard about the haves and have-nots throughout your lifetime. Yeah. When I say that term, the haves and the have-nots, what do you think? What, well, what, what conjures up? You think of individuals who appear to uh, have everything that they would, would have ever wanted. The haves. The haves. Okay. And the have-nots, the individuals who are scraping by just to, to exist. Yeah. The have-nots. Right. And, and I think it goes from one extreme to the other. Right but it would depend on your own personal experience as to which one has and which one has not. Okay. Now, what do you mean by that? Well, you know, I would say myself at one point was a have not. Me too. Yeah. Um, I agree. And I would say today, and I'm not bragging, you know, by any means, but mm-hmm. I, I say that I definitely am a, am a have right now. All right. So during the time that you did, at the time that you could have been described as a have not, did mm-hmm. you know you were a have not? Um, I, I think you had an, um, an inclination. All right. Was it your goal to become a have? Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah. All right. But I, I also know that it could just as easily go back to being a have not again. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. In other words, I'm not so much as a, a, of a have uh, that I have to uh, not worry anymore. Oh, yeah. yeah and there are yeah. some individuals out there that, that are, are haves. <laughs> haves. Yeah. And they've got a lot of have. <laughs> right. 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 And they'll never be a have not. Right. They're, I mean, they mm-hmm. could start losing a million dollars a day mm-hmm. right now for the rest of their life right. expectancy. I mean, a billionaire. Right. Have you ever, you know, the the average person, I don't know if we really, we hear that and we bandy and knock that term Mm -hmm. around a lot, but do we really know how much a billion is? Well, I I heard a little bit of a a blurb on the news this morning Mm -hmm. talking about Elon Musk. (laughs) <laughs> and they just announced overnight that uh, that he sold a billion dollars worth of his Tesla stock so that he could cover taxes, et cetera, et cetera, whatever he needed uh-huh. to this year. Uh-huh. And they just threw out billion, you yeah. know, with a B, billion. Which is a thousand million. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? And he did that in one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A thousand millions. Mm-hmm. So if what is he supposed to be worth, like over a hundred billion? I, and I, I don't know what it is. You know, you you get to a certain level. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're worth over $20 billion, I right. quit counting for you, right. buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my, my, my calculator yeah. won't go up that high, right. right? Right. But let's just say he's worth $20 billion, and I think it's more than that, but mm-hmm. we're going to use that number. And he's it's started, probably like $120 billion or $200 yeah. billion, I don't know. Yeah, 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 but let's just say it's $20 billion. Mm-hmm. And he started just throwing a million dollars a day out the window. Mm-hmm. All right. So at the end of the first year, he would have thrown out 365 million. Right. 
At the end of the second year, it adds up to about 720 mm -hmm. or 730 million yep. he's thrown away. It takes him three years to throw away one billion. Right. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now he's going to be in this example throwing away 20 billion. Mm -hmm. It took him three years to do one. Right. So how long is it going to take him to do 20? 60, 60 years. years. Yep. To throw away mm -hmm. at a million dollars a day. Right. Yeah, haves and have-nots, mm -hmm. sometimes it gets extreme, right? right? And I think sometimes when people who are have-nots think about the haves, they think every one of the haves is like that. Well, and I say it's subjective because right now I feel like I'm a have. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm putting money in my retirement plan. I've got, luckily, I've got very little debt, all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But as compared to uh, Elon Musk, oh yeah, I'm a have not. I'm a pauper. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And so it is comparative. We're mm -hmm. up against a break. We're going to come back and continue this discussion and then work into why I use have and have not to describe today's retirees in America from the Advisors Roundtable. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Certified financial planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you. So, Bubba, we're talking about this concept of the haves and have nots. And we began to scratch the surface in the last segment where we're talking about it, both of us at times felt like earlier in our lives we were considered to be a have not mm -hmm. now generally you divide define that as somebody who's scraping right to get by mm -hmm. uh probably don't own much uh if anything at all um probably don't have a consistent source of income mm -hmm. and if you do it's not that great it's at right. or below the poverty level mm -hmm. You may or may not have a lot of conveniences. Yeah. Um, may not have access to really great health care. Um, you know, a, a lot of things can describe people who are have not. Mm -hmm. Now, if you now say you think you're a, a have or mm -hmm. getting there, should you feel guilty about that? That you have I, gone from have not to have? Absolutely not. Um, and, and, uh, my opinion is, um, that, um, from a providential standpoint, you're, you're designed to be successful. You're designed to be prosperous, right? And what do you do with those things that you've been gifted with? Uh -huh. Right? Well, you know, hopefully you can lift other people out of, out of that despair. So you're not supposed to keep your light under a basket. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't those the words of the song? Yeah. Mm hmm all right, so you, you feel you were put in a situation mm -hmm. and that from that situation you had certain talents, gifts, skills, abilities, yep. opportunities, mm -hmm. resources, contacts, whatever, education, right. and those were granted to you for a reason. Sure. For you to try to become mm -hmm. the best you can be. Right. And part of Bubba becoming the best he can be is physical, mental, spiritual, social, and Financial. Mm hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So you should feel guilty if you didn't try to improve yourself. That's right. Huh? Mm -hmm. I mean, if we're passing out guilt this morning, yeah. where should we pass it out? Mm hmm. To the Bubba who went from have not to have, or to a couple of us who, you know, we, we really mm -hmm. didn't try to succeed, we didn't try to improve ourselves. Even though we had the same or better, one time I snapped at some guy and Karen says he'll never speak to me again. And I, I, I've tried to ask for forgiveness, 
But at one time, he said something to me about uh, a, a success that had occurred in my life. Mm-hmm. And I, at the time, was a little short-tempered, and I snapped back at him, well, I didn't start as high up the totem pole as you did. Yeah. And, yeah, I mm-hmm. probably shouldn't have said that. Right. But on the other hand, my point was that, you know, we start where we start, and mm-hmm. we're not necessarily supposed to stay there. Right. Hmm? Mm-hmm. So the haves and have-nots have always been among us. In fact, from the antiquities, mm-hmm. from the scriptures, weren't we told by somebody with red letters edition mm-hmm. in the book right. that we're always going to have that situation? Sure. But now, does that give you the cause not to try to eradicate poverty? In my mind, no. So you should try to help other people. Yeah, absolutely. Once you've become a have, mm-hmm. you should try to help. Yeah. But realize that the, it's a great problem. Mm-hmm. It's a great issue. It's part of humanity. Mm-hmm. Is it capitalism's fault that there are haves and have-nots? Or are there haves and have-nots in every form of society? I, th- I think in every form of society, mm-hmm. you're going to have haves and have not have nots. Right. Right. So we thought of really I mean, look at Korea for instance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now there there's a, a You want to look at it at night yeah. or you want to just look at a, a a grand disparity there, right? Between the <laughs> yeah. haves and the haves nots. <laughs> yeah. But if yeah. you're uh, so inclined to be in a certain military organization mm-hmm. or uh, governmental role then you're part of the have class. Even over there yeah. where it's mostly black at night. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. not many lights showing mm-hmm. when you look down from a satellite. Right. All right. And th- there's a lot of despair associated mm-hmm. sure there is. with that. Now, the reason I spent so much time and, and we wanted to go as deep as we did this morning on this have and have not thing is that sometimes you are a have not early in your life because mm-hmm. of circumstances, because of whatever. Sometimes you're a have-not because of choices oh. that you've made. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and, you know, mm-hmm. in our in our business, in our career, we see all different types of individuals that come in, right? Right. right. And um, specifically what I'm talking about is are, are those individuals who come into a large sum of money okay. and aren't prepared for that. They've never had it before. This example you're going to give me. Never had it before. Or maybe they've grown up with a lot of it, but they just don't have any Uh self-discipline, right? And then they make some wrong choices, and that compounds and makes some more wrong choices. And then Uh before they know it, they're in a position where they've got nothing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we we see it all all the time. Yeah. Um, And, you know, sometimes they say, say, hey, you know what? I don't like the way I'm living. I'm going to... I'm going to change what I'm doing here and then crawl back out of this. Yeah. And then sometimes they don't. Yeah. And a lot of that is choice. Yeah. Now, there are some people who are in the have-not category not by their choice. Yeah, based on circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... They could be disabled. They could, you know, a number of different reasons. Right. Uh, You can be a child and lose Mm -hmm. your parents. Right. You didn't do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. It was an... uh, it, 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 It just happened. Right. But then you make choices from there. Do you get resentful toward the world about that and not make anything of yourself? Or do you look around and say, 
hey, I can do better than this. Mm-hmm. Huh? So, and that's a choice. Yeah. Maybe one day in the eleventh grade, you mm-hmm. you know, if you went back and right. and looked back at choices like that, it could have been mm-hmm. that one yeah. vortex moment, mm-hmm. you know, and that. Uh, one of my one of my favorite cartoons, and it was I, I saw this in a, a newspaper article or, or something a, a while back, maybe ten years ago. Uh, were two individuals, and one uh, appeared to be kind of a, a down on his luck kind mm-hmm. of homeless guy, mm-hmm. with the dirty clothes, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. and another guy that was dressed up in a business suit and kind of standing tall and standing proud, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. and uh, and they both asked one another how they got to that point in their life, and oh, they really? and 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 it's kind of telling, right? One one of them said, "Well, my father was an alcoholic," and okay. the other one said, "Well, my father was an alcoholic." Oh, so, you know, kind of the same scenario, but yeah. different choices that they made based on going forward their from outliers, that point. Right. Yeah. 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 That's exactly right. And, and many of these um, results of our lives are about our own choices. Mm-hmm. We can want to we can want to blame it on other people. Right. Well, I didn't you know, I, I, I didn't let her in football because Bubba was more popular than me. Uh, lettering in football has nothing to do with popularity, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. <laughs> did you get to practice first? Yeah. Did you stay last? And did you work hardest? Mm-hmm. Uh, coaches are not, you know, every once in a while there are certain situations where, you know, you and I have the same, uh, are real close to mm-hmm. the same talents, and they might put you up there because your dad's on the school board. That doesn't happen that much. Right. Mm-hmm. Coaches like to win. Right. So if I work harder and I'm more talented, he's going to put my butt on the field. Yep. And I, you know, uh, no, don't use that as an excuse. Now, the reason I, I'm talking about that today, I want to take us down the road of talking about haves and have-nots for people who have gotten fairly far in life, mm-hmm. retirees. So some statistics, as I said, came out related to uh, a study, and we're going to go back to that median number. Now, remember, the median number is the middle one in a list. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say that we had a list of twelve or fifteen numbers here, and the first four or five numbers are real low, like one and two and mm-hmm. three and four, and let's say the middle number is eight. Okay. That's just the middle number. It's not the average. Mm-hmm. It's just the middle in the list. And then the other five or six numbers up here are 50, 75, 100, 150. Mm-hmm. They're much higher. But the middle number is eight. Right. All right? So remember that median is the middle number. Mm-hmm. All right? The median retirement savings among Americans with retirement savings... In IRAs or 401ks is forty or, or is sixty four thousand. Sixty four thousand dollars is the middle number. Yeah. All right. But the average, the mean number, is two hundred and fifty thousand. Okay. Right. That's a big jump. So the middle number of all the people who have IRAs or 401ks mm-hmm. is sixty four thousand. That means that let's say that there are 55 million of these people. Mm-hmm. That means the 27 million number in the middle right. is 64,000. Mm-hmm. That means 27 and a half million people 
are under 64,000. Right. And in order for the average of all this list of 55 million numbers to come out to be mm-hmm. 250,000, there got to be a lot of numbers yeah. that are above mm-hmm. 64,000, and some of them are huge numbers sure. to be able to bring the average from having 64,000 yeah. As the middle number, I mean, there are a lot. To bring the average up to $250,000 is pretty substantial. Just think. Now, have you ever run into somebody who has a million dollars in their retirement account? Regularly. Yeah. So the question, as we go into break, is how does that happen? Mm -hmm. How's the median $64,000 and the average or the mean $250,000. I've got the answer to that. Perfect. After the break on the Advisors Roundtable. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners Cooley and Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. So, Bubba, I asked the question before we went into that break. How can the median number of retirement accounts, IRAs, 401ks mm-hmm. out there, be 64000 out of this list of all the balances? All right. And the average number be 250000 mm-hmm. And you said you had the answer. I do. All right. So how, how, let me lay it on you here. Fix it. Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the individuals that have large balances in their retirement plans mm-hmm. typically started about 10 years earlier than the other individuals that have balances in their plans. Okay. And they were methodical on the way that they did it. Okay. All right. So there's not some kind of voodoo magic. No, here, there's really. no special sauce here that we're talking about. All it is is, is they went to work on time, uh-huh. they signed up for their 401k and began saving earlier than the others. Okay. All right. Now, let's talk about that. From time to time, you and I do 401k mm-hmm. work. Yeah. We help businesses set up 401ks, mm-hmm. and we go in and we talk to the employees and the employers and set the plans up. And it's not necessarily 401ks. It can be simple IRAs or whatever. But right. we help do retirement plans, right? It's part of our calling, part of our business model. And when we're doing it, let's say that we walked in and we did mm-hmm. one for this radio station. Yeah. Let's say it was just a standalone radio station. Mm-hmm. It was owned by a local guy and one of his employers is our executive producer over there phil womack Mm -hmm. all right so we walk in and walk me through your conversation with a 25 year old phil womack what does that look like when you walk in and say you know mr jones that owns this radio Mm -hmm. station has decided to provide a retirement plan benefit What does 25-year-old Phil Womack usually say to you? It depends on how froggy I'm feeling that day, <laughs> right? And if, uh, if I can get a little bit of rapport going on with Phil here mm-hmm. and, and uh, Phil's willing to joke a little bit and have a good time with it, mm-hmm. th- then I can, I can usually slap Phil with some cold, hard facts. Okay. And usually you try to do that in a word picture, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I can say, Phil, do you ever think about retiring and he'll say, no, I'm 25 years old. Why would I ever do that? Okay. You know? Uh-huh. I said, well, one day, would you like the opportunity to make a choice on whether you want to retire or not? You want to work every yeah. day the rest of your right. life. Okay. He said, yeah, you know what? I think I would like a choice. Okay. And I say to him, well, you can either start saving now mm-hmm. or you can start saving 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. And if you start saving now, you'll be able to make that choice. And if you wait 10 years from now before you start saving, you will not be able to make that choice. Okay. All right. 
Now, when you say that, mm-hmm. and that's that's correct, and that's wonderful, and a really good word mm-hmm. picture, and motivational, I think. Right. But when you say it to most twenty-five-year-olds, they're not worried about it. They're, you know, they're worried about, you know, what new pair of blue jeans I'm going to get. You know, I, I think I can afford yep. X amount of dollars on a new vehicle. Uh-huh. Have you my, seen the yeah. new Madden game? Right. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Right. And so, a lot of times, it falls on deaf ears, even mm-hmm. though you do a great job of presenting it. Mm-hmm. Right. If he had a twin, let's say there's Phil and Bill. Mm-hmm. And they both were in the radio business. Yeah. And Phil says, I'm going to wait a while. And another reason Phil may say he's going to wait a while is because he thinks he can't afford it at 25. Many times you hear that as an excuse. Okay. They say, I, I can't afford to save money in my four. You can't afford not to. Uh, I hear you. Let's just say it's 1%. Mm-hmm. And he's making 30 grand a year. Yeah. I mean, 1%? It's only 300 bucks. Per year. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that much money. Right. It's about 20 or $30 a month. Mm-hmm. Huh? Right? Right. So he ought to be able to do it. But let's say Phil says, nope, I'm going to wait a while. I'm going to get my motorcycle paid off mm-hmm. first. Problem is, when he pays off his motorcycle, then he wants a four-wheeler. And he forgets about his mm-hmm. 401k. And sure enough, yep. 10 years go by. Now, at the t- end of 10 years, he looks over at his brother. They're in the production room doing mm-hmm. those really funny ads that they do on this radio yeah. station. And Phil happens to say, Bill, how much do you have in your 401k? Because mm-hmm. Bill started mm-hmm. way back there 10 years right. ago. Now, at the end of the first 10 years, does Bill really have that much? Um, well, it, it's considerably more than Phil. Yeah, right? more than zero. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But he's probably not going to have a hundred grand yet. No, no. He's not going to have this impressive balance mm-hmm. when he's thirty-five years old. Yeah. And Phil may look at him and say, "You only have twenty thousand dollars. You've been mm-hmm. saving ten years." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he may put it off another ten, right? Before he does it. Mm-hmm. But Bill keeps doing it. Mm-hmm. And then after twenty years, Bill's in the production room again. Mm-hmm. He says to Bill. How much money you got? Now, by that time, he says $150,000. Now, Phil's full of regret. Mm-hmm. He should have started Yeah, at least 10 years ago. And, and he says, yeah, you know, I should have started it. And, and, and I'm jealous of my brother, Bill, because he's mm-hmm. got $150,000 in his plan. Mm-hmm. I'll never be able to catch up to him. So I'm going to go buy another four-wheeler. Because yeah. that, that I, first one I bought is it's worn out. Yeah, worn out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not even going to think about it because I'm so far behind the eight ball. Yeah. Heck with it, mm-hmm. right? We we hear this and see this, people, sure. every day. And some of you we may be talking to mm-hmm. out there. But we want to motivate you to start now, even if it's late. Yeah. Even if it's 20 years down the road and your brother, your twin brother's got 150 grand and you got zero, you still need to have some choice when you're 65 because... He was 25 when we started this example. Mm -hmm. It's 20 years down the road. He's 45. Mm -hmm. He's still got 20 years. And maybe in the meantime, he's paid off a few things. And so instead of starting with 1% or 2%, Mm -hmm. maybe he can stick in 5% now. Huh? Mm -hmm. So it's not too late. 
It just may be too late to wake up and be 65 with a million-dollar bounce. Right. Huh? Mm-hmm. But maybe he could still wake up and have a quarter million dollars. Uh, maybe. I mean, you, uh, that's young in a career at age 45, right? Yeah. Yeah. You've got, uh, theoretically, another 20 years. Right. That you could work. All right. Now, you said there were two things. When mm-hmm. we came out of the break a minute ago, you said there were two reasons. Number one was start early. Mm-hmm. The other one was what? Be consistent. Continue to put in money. Because at the end of the 10 years, let's mm-hmm. go back to that conversation. Yeah. Phil and Bill are in the production room, and they're having the conversation. Mm-hmm. And Phil looks over at Bill and says, Bill, how much do you have in your 401k? And he says, $27,000. Mm-hmm. Then he could have started to figure, because when Phil popped back to him, you've been doing that 10 years, right. and that's all you've got. Bill could have been talked out of it. Yeah, he could have. He could have said, to heck mm-hmm. with this. Yeah. Phil's riding around yeah. in a four-wheeler. Right. I ain't got one. Mm-hmm. Huh? And he could have stopped. So the, the staying with it. Yeah, be consistent about it. Be, be methodical and be purposeful when you do it. All right, that purposeful means that maybe you started at 1%. Mm-hmm. Every two or three years, you bump up another 1%. Right. By the time you're at the end of 10 years, you're doing between 5 and 10% of your pay, and yeah. you're not hardly missing it. Right. That's a purposeful plan. Mm-hmm. Somebody maybe motivated you when you st- you signed up, and your brother didn't. And at the end of 10 years, and you don't have that much mm-hmm. money yet, you really got good seed in the ground. Right. Huh? Mm-hmm. It ain't harvest time yet. Right. And, and this, this is the word picture that somebody told me one time is, you know, halfway in the middle of the season, the farmer has planted his crop. Halfway in the middle of the season, sometimes he walks through and he feels and looks at the beans and maybe pulls up one or two of the plants just to see what the roots are look mm-hmm. like, looking like. Does he have too much rot? And is yeah. he getting enough rain? And is there drought and all that sort of stuff? But most of the time... Does he, he need to do a mid-season uh, fertilizer, fertilizer application? He does. He monitors yeah. it. But he doesn't quit. Mm-hmm. He didn't come in and just say the heck with, you know, most of the time he leaves it in the ground. He proves it as it is. And if we're doing this example here, this analogy mm-hmm. to the nth, wouldn't you say that if you're doing that with your retirement plan, that means every time, every now and then you need to walk through and look, see how your crop's doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe more often than the 10 years. Well, and probably more often uh, than, than you plan your vacations too. <laughs> But, you know, I digress. Yeah. yeah, so when you're walking through the field as a farmer and you're looking, should I fertilize and, and how's the watering and all those things, uh, uh, you know, same application to your retirement account would be, what does my allocation look like? Mm-hmm. Are these investments doing okay? Are there other choices I could make? Do I need to set it up so it quarterly rebalances? Maybe once a year when I do get a raise, I bump up the amount that I save. All of those are like the farmer walking through the field mm-hmm. and analyzing his crop mid-year. Yeah. Okay? Because it's not harvest time yet. 55, 60, 65. That's harvest time. We're doing everything we can in the meantime to make sure that it is in the mm-hmm. position it needs to be. We're up against another break, and we're going to take it here at the Advisors Roundtable, and we can 
When we come back, we're going to continue to look at some of these statistics that recently came out related to retirement savings in America on Super Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you on Super Talk Radio. So we've been talking about these retirement savings uh, and the mean, median, and mode of all these numbers that have come out in a recent survey and the fact that uh, they may re- uh, uh, let us uh, uh, be initially aware and maybe even deeper uh, in our knowledge of the awareness that uh, there is a concentration of retirement account wealth. And quite actually, when you look at wealth and savings in America, there seems to be a concentration whether you're looking at retirement accounts or not. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that make the choices sure and there are a lot of people who don't make the choices now uh, people who are talking back to the radio right now say yeah but you know certain people are born rich mm-hmm. well, let me give you a statistic related to that you know of all the wealth in america right now only 10 percent of it was acquired the old-fashioned way and by old-fashioned we mean inherited yeah yeah we should say the old-fashioned way is the earned it Right. The ninety percent, mm-hmm. but those of us who have a little resentment in our heart yeah. and yeah have to blame somebody because I ain't a have right, mm-hmm. right. So I just say Bubba inherited all his. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't, right? Ninety uh, percent of the wealth out there is not. Here's another statistic: of the billionaires in a world in the world, seventy percent of those. of billionaires are first-generation billionaires. Now, what does that mean? What does it mean to be a first-generation? When I say first-generation anything. They're the first in their family to have a net worth of a billion dollars or more. And generally, it was self-made. That means you made a billion dollars? Yeah. In your, your own lifetime, in your first 50 years, Mr. Tesla. Yeah. Huh? I just, I just want to learn how to be uh, an influencer so that I can make a billion, right? Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I, I think these influencers who are on the social media boxes. Oh, you think that, that yeah. that's, you know. Uh, that's how that, they got there. You, you yeah. think, that's, well, the statistics say, mm-hmm. the real numbers say 90% of them made it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now. Very few of us are going to have that one idea, that one product, that mm-hmm. thing that nobody else has thought of or nobody's thought of doing it this well or this mm-hmm. way to be a billion. But I can have more than I had when I was a have-not. That's right. So what are two or three of the decisions these people that have a 401k balance that's over a quarter million, mm-hmm. what are two or three of the decisions that Bill the twin brother mm-hmm. who made the decision to start at 25. What, what are those, what are those decisions look like? Number one was start early. Number one was start early. Okay. Number two was be consistent and purposeful with it. Right. Okay. So over time he probably made increases to what he was putting in. Mm-hmm. He kept it uh, methodical. So every paycheck he was putting money into this plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think third, and, and I say this um, on the list Third is investment selection. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, you you uh, you probably need some investments in that 401k for it to perform the way you want it to, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But of the components, I think that that is, is the least 
important of the decisions. Okay, so the first one was early start. on. Okay, the right? first one was start, and the mm-hmm. second one was hang in there. Yeah, and then third one is going to be investment selection. Investment selection. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes when you and I are meeting with people and we're talking through through this, we see that the twenty five year old Bill, mm-hmm. the twin who started in our yeah. example, doesn't know anything about. Saving. It do, mm-hmm. doesn't know anything about the stock market. Doesn't know anything about right. mutual funds. Doesn't mm-hmm. know anything about the investment world. Right. Uh, will you help bring him along? I will help bring him along. Uh, I will help make suggestions based on where I think he ought to be invested. Mm-hmm. Um, many times today with 401ks, they will give you an easy uh, button to check mm-hmm. or to push. And it's called a a target date retirement fund. Mm -hmm. So in this case, if if Bill was 20, 25 years old and he said, you know, I'm going to retire 40 years from now. Mm -hmm. Well, then you pick whatever target date aligns with uh, 40 years from now. Okay. All right. And sometimes when people, they've never done this Mm -hmm. before, or maybe just naturally they are uh, low in their risk tolerance. It's kind of a place for us to put people. Right. Um, and maybe even put them a little more conservative than we would have initially yeah. started. Mm-hmm. But if yeah. they get a little taste in their mouth yeah. and five or 10 years goes by and they understand it a little more and over time we rebalance it and retool it. While, while we've got a little time here, one of the things that I like to do, especially with 401k plans, and let's say that that plan has a match associated with it. Okay. okay. So let's say that the employee puts in 3% and they're going to get a match of 3%, right? Well, immediately you're doubling your money. I'd say so. Right? Right. Um, and, and what I encourage individuals to do if they are very, very conservative or skittish or worried or concerned about the markets, say, look, why don't you be safe with your money? Hmm. You know, that's fine. We'll do a conservative allocation. You can put it in the stable value fund, whatever you want to do. And then with the money that's the match, that's free money anyway to you. Why not do something else with that or be more more aggressive with it? Uh-huh. Pick a moderate model with that or yeah. a moderate aggressive. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter to me. Just pick right. something, right? Right. And and, it, and compare the two after a couple of years. Oh. So we get five, ten years down yeah. the road. And then they come back and they say, man, you know, that, that model over there has really performed well. I think I want to put 100% into that. <laughs> And I say, hold on, hold on, you know. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. remember uh, when we yeah. had this government shutdown in yeah. 2018? Yeah. yeah. You yeah. remember, you know, the the, the dot com crap? Maybe they didn't, but um, right. right. Anyway, there are times um, when you can encourage people to be more aggressive, and, and other times where you need to say, hey, hold on, you know, yeah. pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Because sometimes mm-hmm. th- when they learn, they learn. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And it's almost like, you know, taking your kid to teach them how to swim. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, after the second or third day, maybe they're dog paddling down in the, sh- in the shallow end or whatever. Right. It's not time for the diving board yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, huh? and I'm going to give one other word of caution, and I, I see this regularly, especially where we're located. Mm-hmm. Um, individuals who log into their 401k plan every day and make changes in it. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, so that is that like point number four? The first one was mm-hmm. to start early and be consistent and be aware of your asset allocation, mm-hmm. but don't be overly correct. Concentrated. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, don't don't think you can change the world, and you can't really trade the market 
Very well, probably. No, you can't. Huh? And you think you can jump in and jump mm-hmm. out and all that sort of stuff. You know what you're doing? You're playing with your future. Right. And the analytics say you're probably going to be better off mm-hmm. if you'll just stick with that asset allocation. Yeah. Probably going to lose less hair. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. And I can tell you about that. Right. You know, you probably are going to have less stress if you'll just buy into this. Right? What happens a lot of times is that people try to become pharmacists. Right. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to go deeper than that. People try to become a P, uh, the, 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 um, uh, the lab workers at the pharmaceutical company. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's the analogy. Lab workers at the pharmaceutical company, let's say for that antihistamine you're taking now, mm-hmm. they know based on all kinds of research and all kinds of data what needs to go in an antihistamine. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then they put it together and it becomes a pill. It comes out of the lab. Then the pharmaceutical company mm-hmm. sells it to a pharmacy. Mm-hmm. And then the pharmacy helps you fill your prescription from the doctor. Right. All right. You go see a financial advisor. Let's say that in this analogy, that's the doctor. Yeah. And he or she works with a brokerage firm or with a custodian that'll hold your assets. That's like the pharmacy. Right. And then the assets in there, the ETFs or the mutual funds or whatever, are like the pill. Right. And then the assets that go in that. ETF or that mutual fund mm-hmm. are like the guy working in the lab. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You don't know enough to be the person working in the lab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't need to be tooling with this too much. Right. Okay. And I hope we made that clear. And I hope we also motivated people who are have nots. You know, we're, we're coming up on a new year, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. At a new year, why not go ahead and get started so you can be a half? Yeah. And it may not be next year, but it may be down the road. From the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio, hope we discuss something that makes your life better. discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planners, LLC. Ignite Planners, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.